just letting y'all know this episode is going to be a little bit different from our previous episodes. It might also be a little bit longer because we are doing three mini episodes in one. Uh, so this is the first part of our coverage of our favorite Barbie movies. And so we're covering the first three Barbie movies. That's Barbie as the Nutcracker, Barbie as Rapunzel, and Barbie and Swan Lake in this episode. And then in the next episode, we'll be covering Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper because we felt that that one deserved its own episode. So buckle up. This is going to be a wild ride. We're going to do uh, three little mini episodes for these three Barbie movies today. Yay! Yay! Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Gwen. And we are Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. What are we covering today, Alyssa? Okay, we are doing a new kind of episode, y'all, as Gwen previously said. We are covering the first three Barbie movies. So we have Barbie as the Nutcracker. Not as a Nutcracker, but she's in the Nutcracker. Barbie <laughs> as Rapunzel. And then Barbie as Swan Lake. Woo! Yay! So we're going to just go through these movies in chronological order and do sort of a mini version of a normal tea and squee episode for each of these. Mm -hmm. You ready, Alyssa? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to forget all the love interest names, but that's okay. That's okay. I got you covered. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're also forgettable. All right, so let's start with Barbie in the Nutcracker. This mm -hmm. film came out in 2001. It was the first Barbie movie, and if I may say so, it was the first and the worst. Yep. Uh, I feel strongly about this. It had all the clunky 2001 animation you could possibly want. It was a, uh, you know, a masterpiece to, you know, little like four-year-old Gwen when yep. she saw it. And it even continued to hold charm for me throughout my adolescence like I remember you know when you were in high school and you were like you know what I'm gonna watch the Barbie movies for no good mm -hmm. reason yep I remember loving the Nutcracker uh but I think it had less to do with the movie as it was and more to do with the score which oh. is literally just the score from the, the Nutcracker, Nutcracker ballet <laughs> <laughs> that's why I will say that for this and Swan Lake and I guess Rapunzel too, but especially this one in Swan Lake, the score is beautiful. But that's also because they copy and pasted it from the real ass ballet, so mm -hmm. it don't count, low key. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so uh, clearly Barbie and the Nutcracker is just the Nutcracker mm -hmm. told with Barbie as the main character. Yeah, uh, that that that's all it is. It's an animated yep. film where Barbie is Clara, 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 Clara. Cla I, mean, I say Clara, but I'm not sure if that's right. That's just what I do. I'm going to pronounce it like a Wisconsinite and say Clara the whole time. Fair so enough. Barbie plays Clara in The Nutcracker, mm -hmm. and that's the whole plot of this film. Basically. Um, it's <laughs> just you... The Nutcracker with Barbie yeah. as Clara. If you know The Nutcracker, the ballet, or the, or the gist of it, if you will, then you know how this movie is going to go. Mm-hmm. So we open up, and Clara, played by Barbie, is in her uncle Drosselmeyer's home she and her little brother uh are is wards the right term to use here or are is their uncle Drosselmeyer is like their legal guardian I would say uh, a ward is at least for the time period it would be the most appropriate term I'm guessing mm-hmm yeah but anyway uncle Drosselmeyer is their legal guardian it is Christmas Eve 
and they are setting up for a party, and their aunt Drosselmeyer arrives. Her first name's Elizabeth, and she is the kind of woman I want to I, be in life. I was gonna say that. I'm like, she's the kind of fun aunt I want to be when I grow up. She's so cool. She, like, travels the world. She has one line where she specifically is like, I danced with the king, and uh, Clara's like, you danced with the king? And she's like, well, I couldn't say no to the king. And I'm like, yes, Elizabeth, get it. I love her. Live your best single (laughs) life, girl. Just get with all the kings. I support you in your ventures. (laughs) She's having a hot girl winter, if you will. Mm -hmm. So Clara's aunt Elizabeth gifts her the nutcracker. Uh, And Clara loves it immediately, falls asleep with on the couch with the nutcracker in her arms, and then wakes up to a mouse attack. <laughs> That's my worst nightmare, TBH. It's like a, a, you know, a normal day in the New York City subway system, but like for me personally, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's even more of a nightmare because the Mouse King is played by none other than Tim fucking Curry. That's the only good thing about this movie besides the score is the villain. Like, I love seeing Tim Curry playing this random-ass Mouse King. I disagree. There are other good parts of this movie that we will get Ooh, to. Ooh, okay. Spicy, <laughs> spicy, spicy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, this is trash. Get it out of here. So just imagine a poorly animated, like, clunky 2001 3D animation rat wearing a maroon robe and a little crown on his head and it's Tim Curry. Just imagine that if you will and that mental picture. It just in- bask in that, enjoy it because it was one of the greatest experiences of my childhood and it's honestly my first introduction to Tim Curry. I mean, I don't know about you, Alyssa, but, like, Wild Thornberries was on at this time, uh-huh. but I wasn't watching it. I wasn't either. I wasn't super in into that show, if I'm being Me honest. Me neither. And we were also too young for it at that point. Yeah. Because I was four or five when this came out, and you were three or four. Yeah. I was so a... we were, we we were, were young. too young. Yeah. But this was my first introduction to Tim Curry. And so then every time I heard Tim Curry's voice for the entire rest of my life, I was like, oh, it's the Mouse King. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that's your connection. Like, I think I realized it when I watched Rocky Horror for the first time in high school. And I was like, this guy sounds very familiar. And then I looked him up and I was like, holy shit, it's my childhood. He played the fucking (laughs) Mouse King in Barbie Nutcracker. (laughs) And obviously no one else understood that, so I'm just like... While we're talking about the Mouse King, can we talk about his animal sidekick? <laughs> so the the animal sidekick, uh, it's, a, it's a common trope in Barbie movies for the villains to have an animal sidekick. And then the hero also has an animal sidekick mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, and the hero in this one, Clara doesn't have an animal sidekick. She just has fairies. Um, but (laughs) the mouse king has an animal sidekick and the animal sidekick is a bat. And I just need to talk about either this mouse king is fucking ginormous or this mat, this bat is the most minuscule thing ever. 
because it's ridiculous because the mouse king is much bigger like think of a human-sized mouse and then a normal-sized bat that's the scale it's animated on Mm -hmm. and it makes no sense to me and then at the end of the film the mouse king is defeated and gets shrunk back to size but he was already the size of a mouse because all of the other characters were like the nutcracker Uh and all of these toys and clara was actively shrunk down to the size of the mice in order to enter the nutcracker's world and so like it does it doesn't make sense to me i think you just poked like literally a giant plot hole in this movie (laughs) i think you just uncovered it because i was sitting here like huh Gwen has a point. I've really never thought about this before. I think I just accepted the Mouse King as human-sized, which is fucking terrifying. Can you imagine yeah. a human-sized Mouse King, like, running around the place and then a tiny-ass bat following him around? That sounds awful. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, that's the thing. Is like, the, the Mouse King starts as a mouse size. Like, he just canonically is the size of a mm-hmm. mouse, when you are first introduced to him in Clara's living room. Clara then needs to be shrunk down to his size by the Nutcracker's magic in order to enter the Nutcracker's world with him. So when they shrink the Mouse King back down, at the end of the film, he shrunk on scale to the people in the Nutcracker's world who are already the size of mice. And so it just... No. It doesn't make any sense. It I'm trying doesn't. to rationalize it and, it, and it doesn't. I think they just were like, ah, the kids won't notice this. And I mean, and they're, they're right. Because right. we didn't. You know, but, I didn't notice it until I was a 24-year-old woman. But yeah. still. Still. But, but Barbie, we have questions and we want answers to these questions. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, Clara ends up being shrunk down to the same size as the Mouse King. And joins forces with the Nutcracker to save the the world. The world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't Nutcracker remember what land? their I don't remember what their kingdom is called. I'm um, just gonna call it Nutcracker Land. But along the way, they meet a wonderful cast of characters, including Captain Candy and Major Mint, who <laughs> I love. Um, yes. Uh, I I ship them hardcore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not gonna wait for ship talk to talk about this one. Uh, Captain Candy and Major Mint are in love. Yep. Uh, or they need to be very soon. Uh, that being said, Captain Candy is every incompetent white man with power. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like me too, buddy. But yikes. Your shit he spends, together. He spends the whole film being like, I know what's best. I'm Captain Candy. Bitch, no, and, you don't. And then everything goes wrong every time he leads. You know what? I relate to that. If we take a quiz, I will be Captain Candy because he thinks he's right and then his decisions just backfire. <laughs> like, me too, bitch. Join the fucking club of incompetent people. The thing is, though, Captain Candy is completely incompetent, but Major Mint knows what's going on. He's, like, incredibly competent, mm-hmm. which is why I think they're a beautiful ship. Yeah. If you have the blubbering, the blubbering idiot who is high on his own power, yep. and then you have the humble, knowledgeable human being. Yes. And I'm like, yes. Everything I want. Dream pair. Love it. Himbo um, and the smart one. It's, it's <laughs> the, the perfect trope. So... 
Clara and the Nutcracker, and then also Captain Candy and Major Mint need to go on this adventure to defeat the Mouse King um, and save their kingdom. And along the way, you keep hearing these whisperings of the Lost Prince um, and also of the, is it the Sugar Plum Fairies? Yes. And then what's the name of the, the like, philosophized queen or, like, princess that... Clara ends up being. Oh, I don't remember what it's called. Sugar Plum Princess. Okay. I was right. Nice. Okay. uh, So there's talk of the missing prince and the Sugar Plum Princess. Uh, You find out through quite a bit of foreshadowing and just handed to you little quips that the Nutcracker is the missing prince, Eric. And in the end, you find out that Clara is the Sugar Plum Princess. This isn't anything surprising if you know the basic plot of the Nutcracker. But anyway, they fall in love. The Mouse King is defeated. There's this big dance sequence, which is the best part of the it's whole so film. Good. It's amazing. Ugh. I love it. Um, it it literally gives me life. It's the part of the film where like you were like Tim Curry's the only good part of this film. No, this dance sequence. Mwah, amazing. They spent their entire animation budget on this dance sequence, which is why the rest of the film looks so bad. I can't oh say I, like I can't say that with confidence because I don't actually know, but it's what I have to assume because I, this sequence is amazing and the rest of the film is awful. Like yes. Clara and the prince kiss at the end. Yeah, they do. They're the they're, only Barbie characters who do. Touch. Oh. <laughs> their teeth touch, and that's it. Their mouths don't touch. It's their teeth. It's so poorly animated. I didn't even notice that. I was just like, wait, are these the only two, like, Barbie couple that kiss in any of the movies? I think, I think it, so. I think so, because, like, in the other ones, because I remember how angry I am during Princess and the Popper when mm-hmm. they don't kiss at the fucking wedding. Like, mm-hmm. it was so dumb. And then I remember watching this one again being like, what the fuck? They kiss when they change the like the, the ratings on this one or whatever. They also have this moment. Clara rescues the Nutcracker, Candy, and Mint from like the Mouse King's dungeon. Mm-hmm. And when she does so, she and the Nutcracker share like a like a hug, an embrace. And that's it. They hug and then they pull away and they look at each other awkwardly, you know, as the sort of romantic trope goes, you know. <laughs> And Major Mint covers his eyes like he's, like, doesn't want to see what's happening or, like, something inappropriate is happening. And I'm like, they hugged. They're done hugging. And you are covering your eyes. What is Major Mint doesn't like PDA. Clearly, he has a (laughs) big-ass issue with hugging. Oh, my God. Send send in the church because they can't hug. For longer I don't than know. five seconds. Maybe it's because he was friends with Prince Eric before he was turned into the Nutcracker, and he suspects <gasps> that the Nutcracker is Prince Eric, and so he's like, that's my best friend, and he definitely is, like, into this girl, and I feel like I am intruding on something. Oh but I'm, I'm just like, honestly, what are you protecting yourself from? A I, hug? Yeah, I don't understand. I'm gonna be like, this is the <laughs> raciest Barbie movie, clearly, because they hug and kiss in this one. I don't know. I mean... It, in Princess and the Pauper, Erica's actively in a bathtub. We get a whole oh, bathtub true. scene where Dominic is a peeping Tom. So, like... <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. You're right, you're right, you're right. So, speaking of their romance, I have a few questions here. First question being, how old is Clara and how old is the prince? 
I have no fucking clue. I'm guessing Cl- Clara is like 15, 16. Okay. Around that I remember number. always thinking she was like 14. Yeah, that and makes sense for like the canon of like the, the the ballet, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know if that's like canon. Yeah. Um, but it makes me uncomfortable that she's like a 14-year-old girl or at least I presume her to be mm-hmm. a 14-year-old girl and at the end of the story the prince is like stay here and be my queen bitch we like, just met dude she's 14 like it's like snow white this is literally like snow white but make it winter fun mhm they like that's also my issue with like if we're going to get into ships soon I'll co- I'll talk about this more but like I don't really ship them together Mm-hmm. Because they, it's I, it's my least favorite trope. Like, oh, love at first sight. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bitch. Uh, they like barely know each other, and like, okay, yeah, you're in love now, and you're gonna be his queen. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, when he says, "I love you" to the wind after she disappears at the end, I oh, think it's the yeah. funniest thing ever <laughs> because he's he just like strikes a dramatic pose and it's just like. I love you. It's fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god, what a little simp. You just met Eric. And then after she like disappears from the Nutcracker land, she wakes up and it's that whole, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. And everyone's like, oh, Clara, you were dreaming. And then her aunt Drosselmeyer brings in the prince and introduce him, introduces him as uh, a f- the son of a friend she met while traveling and his name is Eric and they like have this big romantic reunion and I'm like was he is he the actual prince yeah. does he live part time in the real world D- did he have the same acid trip as Clara how do they know each other cuz they clearly know each other and also this bitch is in her nightgown True. And y'all are just gonna hang out. Everyone else is dressed for the day, and she's like in her fucking nightgown, and <laughs> no one thinks it's weird that they're just letting her hang out with this man while she's still in her nightgown. It doesn't make any sense for the time period. They would never let a lady be around a man in her <laughs> undergarments or her night clothes, whatever. It's not even that. I'm just like, Clara, don't you want to fucking change? No, she, it's, you know what, it's fucking Christmas and she just wants to be in her PJs all day. I guess I respect that. All right, Alyssa, uh, let's do some ship talk. Okay. I already talked about my ship. I couldn't wait. So why don't you talk about how you feel about the ships in this, in this film? feel like I don't really have any ships in this film. Like, I agree with your statement. I think they'd be a cute couple. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm very impartial to them. Like, they could get together or they could just not. I love them, t- like, interacting with each other because it's good content. Yeah, but they could just be, like, a buddy comedy. They don't yeah. need to be in love. I was yeah. going to say, like, being in love would be, like, a bonus, I guess, in my book. But, like, I don't mm-hmm. need it, per se. And, mm-hmm. like, Clara and Eric are just, like, ugh blah blah boring nope i'm not really invested in either of them as characters i don't Mm -hmm. like insta love it's like my least favorite trope in the world and so Mm -hmm. i I can also go without that i just wish clara was by herself in the end yeah tbh Mm -hmm. which i mean like wouldn't happen because it's a barbie movie and also it's the nutcracker yeah but you know it is what it is yeah like i get there's a storyline they have to follow and i respect the the faithfulness to the story but also, I'm like, eh. Her falling in love with her nutcracker is kind of odd. 
part mm-hmm. two. I think it's it always weird. has been, and it always will be. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is a little bit weird, and I love how nobody's talking about this. Or maybe this movie mm-hmm. just isn't good enough to be mainstream enough for it to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's my two cents on the ships. Like, I could go without either of them, especially Eric and Clara. I'm like, meh. You know who I ship? Hmm. Aunt Drosselmeyer and whatever king she danced with. Me too. I'm just imagining this very suave, charming king in my head who, like, respects her intelligence and, like, her independent travels and just, oh, he's like, but I want you to stay. I, like, oh, you're so charming. She's like, no, I want to travel and explore. And he's like, fine. Coming up with my own fan fiction in my head, you guys. (laughs) Before we move on to the next one, do you have any final thoughts on Barbie in the Nutcracker? Guys, honestly, if you're trying to have a Barbie movie marathon, like, I guess throw this one in. It's fine. But it's not going to be the spectacle of your night, so I'd start with it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. If you're going to have a Barbie movie marathon, why would you not go chronologically? Yeah. That that just makes the most sense to me. So I guess Mm -hmm. get the shittier, oldest Mm -hmm. one out of the way, and then get into the fun stuff. Get it over with. This is this is the film that you drink all the way through so that you can be properly inebriated for the rest of them yes. and have the best time of your life. Yes. I was going to say, if you're, like, ending with Princess and the Popper or Island Barbie Island Princess, which I would also say is a good one. I like that one. But then you'll be all good to go, all d- alcoholed up. for belting the soundtrack that's also what i was kind of sad about this one there was like no musical element and i get it's a ballet that's probably why Mm. there was no singing but i was also like damn i wish they had songs that weren't like beautiful orchestrations well and that's true for all of the first three that we're talking about today princess and the pauper was their first musical which is why part of why it was so big yeah was you had two princesses and it was a musical so uh, but we'll talk about that more next week yeah it's gonna, it's gonna be really i'm gonna keep peppering it in and comparing it i'm gonna try my best to be better about it though because we're not talking about her even though she's the <laughs> best one for now we're gonna transition into barbie as rapunzel which was made in 2002 i used uh, to love this movie yes i used this... to love this one <laughs> Of the, the, of the first three, this one was my favorite same. when I was a kid. Same, same, same. My sister and I had it on DVD and everything. I'm sad, though. After rewatching it, I realized I liked it way more as a kid than I do mm-hmm. now. Like, it yeah. was really disappointing to watch it again and be like, oh, this wasn't as good as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, lo- I loved it so much as a kid because I wanted to be an artist. Oh, yeah. And I was like, she has a magical fucking paintbrush yes. bro how cool is that shit as we say and her side characters were really fun and entertaining like i loved um penelope the the little dragon girl and also like her rabbit was like the star of the show i love him so much i hated both of them really oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh i uh liked penelope more yeah yeah uh and i liked her story arc i thought that she was really brave Mm -hmm. she really came out of her shell she had her own character arc on the side which was really really awesome um and so i appreciate penelope i hate 
that fucking rabbit so oh much. I was actively rooting for the weasel to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Damn. That's ice cold, Gwen, but I respect it. I don't even, I can't even explain to you why I hate him. I just fucking do. I can't stand that stupid rabbit. I, he was more endearing as a child as he was now, but he reminded me of Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. And I vibe with that kind of character trope style. Right, and but I was like, less oh. fun. Yeah, he, he was, was more he like... erratic and annoying. Yeah, he did have a big stick up his ass, and I really yeah. wasn't here for it. Cogsworth is very straight-laced. Cogsworth <laughs> also has a stick up his ass. Cogsworth is very particular. <laughs> but Cogsworth is fun. He's yes. not annoying. Yes. This rabbit is just annoying, and fair, I can't fair. stand him. Because <laughs> Cogsworth is always like, no, we're not doing that. What did I tell you? That's against the rules. Whereas this rabbit's just like, oh, oh, oh no, what if Gothel finds out? Oh no. And then, yeah, that's true. He doesn't really do anything about it. He's just like, oh no. He frets and then does nothing to stop the actual thing from Mm. happening. And I'm like, he's just a twitchy little rabbit. Me too, I guess, but also. (laughs) I was. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I will say, I found Penelope less endearing and a little bit more annoying this time I, re- I watched. I loved her when I was a kid, because she was mm-hmm. awesome and super, she was the fun character, you know? Right. But I was so irritated that she kept dragging Rapunzel into her shit with her dad. And then, vice versa, Rapunzel kept dragging Penelope in with her shit with Gothel. I'm like, y'all are messy bitches and need to figure out your shit. <laughs> alone stop dragging each other into your problems it's stressing me out speaking of rapunzel's problems i uh i saw something online that was like take a shot every time rapunzel says i don't know it's like you'll be so black drunk by the end of this movie if you do that because it's literally like every other line it's like half her fucking dialogue and also again that was my issue with her falling for stefan it's like the same thing as clara with eric Mm -hmm. i was like y'all barely talked and now you're suddenly in love with him Mm -hmm. really which by the way uh Barbie as Rapunzel is your classic Rapunzel story. Yeah. You've got girl with long hair trapped in a tower, mother Gothel mm-hmm. who raised her and treats her poorly. In this one, Rapunzel is kind of treated like a Cinderella where she has to do all of Gothel's chores. And she's not locked exclusively in the tower. She's locked in like a tower home if that makes sense so she's not like stuck in a single room it's just that she's stuck in this manner uh Mm -hmm. that gothel has magical control over uh and of course she breaks out through her magical paintbrush that just appears one day yeah that's the thing yeah she finds the hairbrush and then the hairbrush magically turns into the paintbrush Mm -hmm. and then she can paint her way out And the hairbrush is, like, a gift from her birth parents that for some reason still exists. I'm like, why wouldn't Gothel... You know, Gothel's, like, a ruthless bitch. She would have destroyed any and all evidence, so I don't Mm -hmm. know how she got sloppy. Especially because she views Rapunzel's father as, like, an ex-boyfriend. And we see, like, the damage she did to, like, a photo of the two of them. Mm -hmm. So why would she keep this relic? I know. Like, 
I guess being kind of messy and keeping your ex's shit, but also like that's she's that's... already keeping his daughter. That counts. She doesn't need to keep the fucking hairbrush. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of love Mother Mother Gothel. She's ruthless, and I respect mm-hmm. it. She's petty as hell, and I'm like, you yep. know what? Good for you, girl. <laughs> yeah, that man dumped your ass, and you are exactly. you're mad about it. Good I mean, for you. I was. I was watching this, and I remember hating. Of course I hated Mother Gothel yeah, when I was a kid. Who doesn't hate her when you're a kid? But I remember watching this, and the end of the film happens, and Rapunzel's dad, who is the king of a neighboring kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, makes a comment. He's like, uh, Gothel? And Prince Stefan is like, you know her? And he goes, yes, long ago we were friends. And Gothel's like, friends? Friends? You loved me. Gothel. <laughs> I never loved you. And I'm sitting there like, then why does she have a painting of the two of you in an embrace, motherfucker? King of gaslighting. Fucking men. Men ain't (laughs) shit. I was like, poor Mother Mother Gothel was gaslit as hell. I mean, the way she's handling this is not healthy at all. No. Like, poor girl. Like, she was... fucking asshole was like oh i was never in love with you we were just friends and i'm like okay bitch i can count the times i've heard that before on my hands Mm -hmm. but okay should she she have kidnapped his daughter no No. were some vengeful actions justified maybe yeah a little bit i I feel like (laughs) she could have gone about it better than she did and like actually like got revenge on him himself Mm -hmm. and not like traumatized his daughter and all but you know you know well but you know what? If he had stayed true to her, Rapunzel would have been her daughter. Oh, so. super true. That's super true. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, Mother Gothel, I get where you're coming from. At least I can, like, track why she's doing what she's doing. Mm-hmm. It's I, There's a through line and it makes sense to me. But I'm like, you could have done, like, maybe less. It's a bit dramatic, a bit extra- also, mm-hmm. you have to take care of a child, and, like, I don't see her as, like, the motherly raising type, so I wonder how that right. went. Right. Um, before she, Rapunzel was, like, cinderella it up, mm-hmm. but... So, anyway, <laughs> Rapunzel finds this magical hairbrush, and it turns into a magical paintbrush because she's an artist. And with that magical paintbrush, she is able to paint a doorway into the, the castle kingdom, gardens... Yeah of the nearby kingdom. She walks through this doorway and meets Prince Stefan, who is, for some reason, keeping his identity as a prince a secret, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. All the Barbie princes are so fucking boring in these first three movies. Also, Stefan's hair is a literal crime. It's awful. (laughs) so bad. So much. Because it's 2002 and 3D animation isn't that great. No. And so they wanted to give Stefan like a longer haircut. Like think of like a slicked back sort of bob cut uh, is like the length they wanted to go for because that's kind of like historically like, you know, fashionable sort of thing. But because the animation is so bad, it's super blocky, and it's just a travesty. It's awful, and I hate it so much. I watched it, and the first time he appeared on screen when I rewatched it this time, I was like, disgusting! (laughs) I was like, they're trying so hard to make him look like Julian, and I guess this one came before... So, in reality, Julian was modeled after Stefan, but, like, I digress. Like, the hair was bad. Mm-hmm. They really did him dirty. 
I just I do love his little sister and all of her friends though. Oh, the Kelly I, characters I in this are iconic. Characters. I love them. Oh my love god, them. they're so good. Um, mm-hmm. that was my one complaint about the Nutcracker is the Kelly characters were subpar at best. They mm-hmm. weren't because they were all fairies yeah. or like gingerbread children. Yeah. And they it's sucked. Fu- yeah, they're fucking stupid. So like mm-hmm. I loved the Kelly characters in this one. Ten out of ten. Rapunzel mm-hmm. herself as a character was still kind of meh. Like mm-hmm. I liked the artist aspect of it. I loved her like wanting to be independent and go painting and shit. But mm-hmm. I was so sick of her being like, I don't know. Meh meh meh. Mm-hmm. I was like, stop fucking whining. Like, I know your life kind of sucks, but Jesus Christ, pull yourself together, Rapunzel. <laughs> you know what I loved hmm. was the uh, the changing her clothing by painting <sighs> new dresses so cool. and hairstyles onto her. It's like the coolest sequence. Yes. The coolest makeover montage ever. It is. Uh, is her just fucking painting new outfits for herself onto her body. I was like, amazing. Yes. I love it. I need this every day of my life. I think... Uh, I had the DVD of this one. I did one, too. And one of the bonus features was that you got to dress her up, and it was, like, my favorite thing to Same. do. My sister and I did that all the time. Like, we'd watch the movie and then go to the bonus features and be like, mm-hmm. okay, let's dress up Rapunzel. It was great. Kind of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say... The villain sidekick in this film is iconic. I love the her. weasel. Weasel, yes. Oh my he's goodness, amazing. he just talks like this the whole time, it's and a, I love it. I was gonna say it's like a weird German accent, and I'm honestly <laughs> vibing with it so hard. I'm like, I forget Rapunzel's like set in Germany, and I was like, what's his accent? What is this mm-hmm. dialect? And I'm like, oh, it's like a weird German accent. I'm I love board. him. Love him. My favorite uh, character was the random like. Kringle um, pastry guy. <laughs> when he says woman, it's yes! mother <laughs> I, I loved it. It was the shortest interaction. He was barely on screen, but he made a lasting impact. I hope that voice actor is having a great day because he made a lasting impression with me. Also, his head is so fucking huge in comparison to literally every other character, and it's hilarious. He was so frazzled, and I loved his German accent more than anything else, and he was just making all them pastries. I love him. I love him so much. The one moment that I liked the rabbit was when he said that he hoped that Mother Gothel choked. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this bunny's out for blood. I was going to say, that was pretty fucking badass. I was like, Jesus, like, he's coming for her. I can't blame him, but, like, he ain't holding back. I also remembered how much these films were, like, some of my first ASMR experiences. Like, the the sound design of them is awful, but it's yeah. also amazing. You yes. hear the click clack of shoes oh, so aggressively all the time, and I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> it made my brain so happy. Like, the, especially just I don't know the way that Barbie animators got that sound in there. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I love this sound. Mm-hmm. Some good foley you got there. And then there's another yes. scene where, um, oh gosh. What's it? Penelope. Penelope is like crushing berries to make paint. Yes. And I'm like, yes. I watched it and I was like, this is a deeply buried memory. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it as a child and my sister and I wanting to make paint that way. My mom was mm-hmm. like, you can't fucking do that, but cool. 
like, why not? I uh, also, this is my favorite score of the first three. Oh my three god, same. Because as far as I can tell, it's an original score. Yeah. And I might be wrong on that. Uh, but I love the soaring vocals yes. in it. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. It's just so well done. I adore this score. It makes me want to live my best sort of fairy tale lives. Same. It was so super cool. like running with fairies yes. on a horse in the wind in some field somewhere. Loved it. For some reason, and I don't know why, maybe because I've been like merging the two lately. It made me want to be on the beach in Forks, Washington and have the Barbie soundtrack to Rapunzel yep. playing in my ear as I gallivant mm-hmm. across the beach. Mm-hmm. Or like as you stand on the cliffs and stare yes. out over the water with the wind blowing through your yes. hair. Yes, like I want like a weird sort of or like Wuthering Heights lying, Moors moment. Lying in Edward's Meadow. Yes. With the, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want to combine the two and see how it plays out for me because I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, also, so when we take our road trip to Washington, we'll download the Barbie Rapunzel soundtrack. Yes, and we'll just, that's what we'll do on our beach day. Mm-hmm. I Perfect. love it. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> also, I will say, and this is something I noticed, so only this one and Swan Lake have, like, the pre-movie moment with, like, Barbie and, and Kelly. Like, Kelly has some sort of issue, you know? Mm-hmm. And Barbie tells her a story to, like, help her work through. But, like, none of the other movies have it. The first one doesn't. And then none after Swan Lake have it. I'm like, why are these two movies the only ones that have, like... I thought the first one did. Did it? Yeah, because they're in the ballet studio, aren't oh, they? Oh, shit, you're right. In the first one, they're in the ballet studio. And then in this one, they're in an art studio. Yep. And then in Swan Lake, they're at camp. Yeah. Okay, my B. I'm sorry. I just, Nutcracker is a weird, fuzzy memory, even though I just fucking watched it. But, like, I don't think they do that for any Barbie films past these three, no. do they? No, for Princess and the Popper, they definitely don't. I think Island Princess, they don't either. Because I, I didn't watch any past Princess and the Popper. I had aged out of them. Yeah, I only saw Island Princess because my sister was still watching them. And actually, that one was pretty good, too. Also, there was a Pegasus one that I think I watched, but I don't remember. I have a weird memory of it. <laughs> but I don't remember if that one had it either. <laughs> so, uh, Alyssa. Yes. Do you have any ships for this one? I fucking don't. Me neither. Like, this, this one, I was just kind of vibing the whole time. I liked the mm-hmm. side characters, but also mm-hmm. I was like, Rapunzel and Stefan need to have, like, a date, maybe? Like, a real actual fucking date? Mm-hmm. before they get together at the end. That's the thing, is, like, with Nutcracker and with Swan Lake, we'll talk about this, mm-hmm. but I think that our romantic leads at least have some sort of chemistry. Yeah. In this one, I don't feel like Rapunzel and Stefan do. No, he's just the first person he she's, like, met besides Gothel, so it's, like, mm-hmm. a cool new experience for her, but, like, that's it. Like, wow, it. I've never seen a man yeah, before. Yeah, basically, it's, like, an aerial <laughs> little mermaid moment where she's, like, wow, he's so handsome, and I've literally never seen a male person in my entire And I'm, like, life. bitch, what are you talking about? He's so handsome. Have you seen his hair? Yeah, I was, like, okay, Rapunzel, like, fucking travel somewhere else and find a different man who's hotter. I can guarantee um, you it can be done. 
My final thoughts for this film are that I want all of the costumes. I want Mother Gothel's fur coat. Oh my god, yes. I want all of the party dresses from the Kelly characters. Oh and my god. I want all of Rapunzel's ball gowns. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I want the atrocious, colorful one with all the jutting points because oh. it's a look. And yes. I want to be able to pull it off. Yes, I, I agree with that. I think that's great. <laughs> I, my final statement is that Mother Gothel was fucking gaslit. She was mm-hmm. wronged, and sh- though she did not handle the situation well at all, I'm s- I'm in her corner somewhat. Mm-hmm. I'm like half in her corner because she deserved better than that. Amazing. God bless. God, yeah, honestly, a great female villain. Love to see it. Hate that it was motivated mm-hmm. by a man, but also love a great female villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing. I literally had that written in my notes where I was like, you know, normally this isn't how Rapunzel is told. Usually no. Mother Gothel is just a witch who, yep. you know, was wronged by Rapunzel's parents because yep. her father stole from her garden. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they had to make it like a jilted lover storyline yeah to feel like it was compelling but at the same time i kind of adore the jilted lover storyline because i think it makes her character that much more dynamic and awesome yes i'm i was so conflicted while watching it because i was first i was like oh i fucking forgot that like they turn her villain origin story into her being wronged by a man and wanting revenge i kind of hate that that's her motivating factor Mm -hmm. and then i was like i guess it's an interesting layer i guess it's a different type of interesting than her just being kind of power hungry and Mm -hmm. being wronged by a family i'm like whatever i'm not a fan but i like her style and her extraness so i guess that Mm -hmm. compensates for the jilted lover trope (laughs) all right Alyssa, you ready to move on yes all right Let's move on to the final one that we're covering tonight, and that is Barbie Swan Lake. This movie came out in 2003, and after my rewatch of these three, this one I think is my favorite. Same. The villains, Kelsey Grammer, and then uh, the girl who played Janice and Friends voiced Odile. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Rothbart is Kelsey Grammer? Yes, I looked it up. How did I not know that? Yes, because I remember- Oh my god. In college, I had, like, a Barbie movie night with some of our friends, and, like, we were watching Cheers at the time, so we were very familiar with Kelsey Grammer in general, and then we were like, Mm -hmm. this guy sounds, Rothbard sounds familiar, I don't know where, and, you know, us as we do, we were, we were theater bitches and like to know who's playing who. Looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, it's Kelsey fucking Grammer. Amazing. 10 out of 10. And then I wish I remembered her that actress's name, but the woman who plays Janice and Friends voices is Odile, and it's amazing. Iconic. Dynamite. Amazing. Just her laugh is, like, the best it. thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. 10 out of 10 voice acting. I love her. I love the spoiled bratness of her. her Daddy! Character. Daddy! It's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love Rothbart being skeezy and slimy because that's what I want from Rothbart. Always, always, mm-hmm, always. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey Grammer just did a great job with it. He's skeezy and slimy, but not creepy and predatory. Exactly. And that's such a fine line to walk. And he just mm-hmm. did it beautifully. It was fabulous. Also, I adore the fact that. Rothbart always refers to Odile as, like, my little insert bird name yes. here. So, like, he calls her, like, my li- little pigeon. Or at the end, he calls 
her his precious starling oh, and yes. i think it's the funniest thing ever and i also think it's amazing that they are their own animal sidekicks for this film because they can turn into giant ass birds it's perfect i love that they just they transform together they are are a real power duo Love a father-daughter mm-hmm. moment. It's great. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> so Barbie Swan Lake is, of course, just a Barbie adaptation of the ballet Swan Lake. It follows our main character, Odette, uh, on an adventure in which she enters a magical forest and is cursed to spend all of her days as a swan mm-hmm. and her evenings as a human. Uh, she falls in love with a prince who then must help to break the spell by declaring his undying love mm-hmm. to Odette. Um, and in the end, the villains lose, and that's end of play. Yeah. Um, but this film starts out, we meet Odette and her father, yes. who is the baker in town, and then we meet Odette's sister, who is a boss-ass bitch. I love her sister. I, keep I love her. these badass powerful women in these stories i love all the brunettes in these stories same it makes me feel so good i'm like ah yes i love how the brunettes are just killing the game good for them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah her sister's a boss ass bitch but then a unicorn run through runs through town and odette feels compelled to follow the unicorn wearing heels why the fuck is she wearing heels i didn't i i didn't understand it as a kid and i don't understand it now because women would not have been wearing heels during this time period she'd be wearing flats like maybe slippered flats so like that'd be low-key worse for the forest floor or maybe boots i guess maybe it's because it's a barbie movie and barbies wear heels i suppose so i was like damn She's literally, like, running through the woods and rock jumping in high heels. Yeah. And I'm like, Odette, honey. Couldn't fucking be me. <laughs> uh-uh. Don't follow the unicorn. Even though I think she saved the unicorn because people were trying mm-hmm. to, like, corral it or whatever. Yeah. And, like, shoot it. Yeah. Be like, bitches. And this is why unicorns don't exist, you guys, because you would fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a question. How come all Barbie princesses can just talk to animals for no good reason? I understand in this one she gets, like, the magic crystal that lets her talk to animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in Rapunzel, Rapunzel can just communicate with Penelope and her stupid fucking rabbit <laughs> for no reason. She can understand them and talk to them, and it's, like, just a canon thing that she understands animals. And only those animals, though. Yeah. She can understand the weasel, and she can understand the rabbit, and the dragon, but she can't understand fucking Stefan's horse. I you know? know, like I don't, I don't understand it's it. Also but just anyway, inconsistent. They don't keep it consistent because in Princess and the Popper, the girls can't understand their fucking cats, and like mm-hmm. in Island Barbie Princess, Roe is weird because she can like talk to animals. Like that's a that's a dis- distinguishing factor about her as character. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. can we just have consistency? This is all I ask. If Barbie can talk to animals, cool, cool, cool. But let's let's keep it consistent. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe it's because Rapunzel's story had magic in it. So it's just like, okay, she can talk to animals. That's part of the magic. But Rapunzel isn't magic. She has a magic hairbrush. And she's able to talk to the animals before she gets the magic hairbrush. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't anyway. get it. Any- uh, anyways. Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Odette chases the unicorn, who we later learn is named Lila, yes. into the forest and meets all of Lila's friends, which include a fairy 
and also a whole bunch of other humans who had been turned into animals or are they animals who had been turned into humans i don't know i don't remember oh they're like woodland sprites or whatever i think yeah yeah Mm -hmm. they're just i think they're trapped in the forest i don't remember Mm -hmm. like what their issue is but anyway (laughs) i love them all they're all like little uh kelly and boy kelly characters Mm -hmm. i don't know what he's called i don't either um but i love them all same they're amazing the the skunk Uh, one is my favorite because she mm -hmm. is just iconic i adore her Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, and the villains are also amazing in this film, as yes, we previously discussed. Uh, <laughs> so Odette gets turned into a swan by Rothbart um, and then exists as a swan. And in comes Prince Daniel, mm-hmm. who's on a hunting mission and is like, look at that swan. I'm going to shoot it. And then surprise, it's not a swan. It's a hot babe. Damn. Love it when that happens. <laughs> uh, so Daniel starts to fall in love with Odette, promises to come back the next night. Uh, then Odette tries to fix her problem by visiting a troll who is <laughs> supposed to be this nice character, but I don't yeah. fucking care how nice he is. He's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of atrocious, and, like, with this animation style, too, and how it's not that great, it's just, he looks fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Not vibing. Mm-hmm. I will say that Daniel is the hottest prince yet. Daniel is the hottest prince, because he low-key just looks like Julian from uh, Princess and the Pauper. Princess and the Pauper. You're right. You're right. He was, <laughs> like, like the baseline. Just... Yep. For Julian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> But anyway, he comes back, and he and Odette have this big ballet number, and they oh, have this date in the magical forest, and it's beautiful. Um, this is another film where I love the dance sequences in it. It's, it's so great. Good. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Daniel's study at one point, and I just have to say his chair is ridiculously huge. It's so fucking big, and I don't understand why. I don't think I noticed that. <laughs> I legit don't think I noticed it. I was just like, ah, oh, fucking, we're just going to Daniel's place. Gonna go get he a snack now. These vaulted, like, cathedral ceilings in his study, and his chair reaches at least halfway up oh them. Oh my god. Like, if we assume that Daniel is six foot, if he were standing next to this chair, it would still be two feet taller than him. What the hell? I respect him for being, like, dramatic, I suppose, and theatrical, but, like, for why, sir? Who needs a chair that big? <laughs> um, anyway, their, their romance progresses. Daniel invites her to a ball. She says she'll come. Uh, Daniel's mother is putting pressure on him to get married. Odette gets tricked by Rothbart and Odile, and mm-hmm. Odile... Uh, goes through this magical spell from her father where she looks like Odette and goes to the ball in Odette's place. <laughs> Daniel has the smoothest marriage proposal ever. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he spends the whole night waiting for Odette to show up and then Odile disguised as Odette shows up and he's like, she's here and he goes to dance with her and he's like, they're talking, and he's like, you know, I promised my mother I would find a bride tonight, and I never break a promise. And oh! I was like, Daniel! <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. That's smooth as hell. 
Men need to start bringing that to the bars. <laughs> Let's go. Except maybe don't bring that to the bars. No. Because the last thing any of us want is for a random guy to walk up to us at the bars and be like, I promised my mother I'd find a bride That's tonight. True. And I'd never of, break a yeah. promise. You know, out of context, it doesn't work. If a guy on a dating app messaged me that, I would ghost them. <laughs> you would block their ass. I would. I'd be like, I would take, no. First, I would take a screenshot. I'd send it to the group chat. And then I would block him. I'd like, <laughs> look what this guy sent me, you guys. Laugh at him and then delete, unmatch him, or block him. <laughs> First, he gets ridiculed. So just know if you send me a bad pickup line, you know where it's heading. But anyway, Daniel accidentally confesses his love for Odile and pledges his love to Odile instead of Odette, and so Odette fucking dies. Yeah, it's fucking intense, you guys. But, like, she comes back to life, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Because Odile gets turned into a pig. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> it, the voice acting is impeccable, because she's going, her. Daddy! 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 <laughs> I love her. I don't know why this actress took this gig, but I'm thanking her for it. Fucking, why day. did Tim Curry take the Mouse King? Why did Martin Short take Preminger? Why did Kelsey Grammer take Rothbart? Who knows? Money. It's Mattel. Oh, money. that's true. Mattel makes a lot of money. <laughs> very, very true. I'm just like, okay, I respect the grind. <laughs> I'm glad I get to witness it because it's just fucking ridiculous. Brilliant. I'm, I guess they could. I guess that's their opportunity to not be super serious actors and mm-hmm. be like, whatever, nothing fucking matters. Yeah, I love it so much. Good for them. But and Daniel then... and o- Odette get married. Yeah, right. As all Barbie movies end. And she has fucking butterfly wings? Yeah, I don't fucking get it. She was a swan, not a butterfly. Mattel can't get that animation right. That being said, the Swan Lake Barbie that came with butterfly wings, fucking awesome, because you plugged the butterfly wings in her back and they lit up multicolored. It was awesome. We had that Barbie doll and I was like, her dress was so gorgeous. That sparkly Mm -hmm. wing dress Mm -hmm. that I'm really not poorly yep. describing but it was beautiful and i want one to this day same uh <laughs> all the barbie dresses send them my way because i want to wear a beautiful ball gown mm-hmm. except you. for clara's nightgown i yeah, don't, don't want that no. one i can just get my own nightgown from goodwill i don't mm-hmm. i don't need that it'll be fine mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i had both the Rapunzel and the Swan Lake Barbies. I had the Rapunzel oh. one, and then my little sister had the Swan Lake one. Yep. And then we had Rapunzel's Tower and Ooh. Odette's Carriage. Ooh, okay. Very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I think... Um, the just... Rapunzel Barbie had hair that was, like, retractable into oh, her head. Oh, shit, I remember that. It was wild. I think we had that one, too, because I definitely remember, like, that purple dress that came with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also used to always use Odette's dress for like wedding dress in general. Yeah. Or other mm-hmm. Barbie, you know, storylines. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful wedding dress, and we were being creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can go into the Barbie storylines, but that's this is not that podcast. Do you have any ships from this movie? I guess I ship Odette and Daniel. It's a soft mm-hmm. ship. I just like how they actually like have a fucking date before they get married. Yeah. It's like the bare minimum, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a rocky start, you know, sort of not enemies to lover, but like, lol, I tried to kill you when you were swan, and then now I'm, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. Interesting tropes. This film is not my favorite adaptation of Swan Lake. No. Uh, the Swan I really Princess l- is my favorite. Yes, which we should also do an episode <laughs> oh, on because should. that movie is amazing and I love it. 10 out of 10 uh, agree. Incredible. Ugh. But it's not a bad adaptation of Swan no, Lake. It's decent. Like, again, I really think if the villains weren't in this or the voice actors who weren't playing those villains were not in this, mm-hmm. I would not like it nearly as much. Right, right. The villains honestly made this film. Yeah, like, they were my favorite part. Like, typically when the villains come on, on screen, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to fucking deal with the plot, guys. Come on. I love so much when Rothbart enchants Odile's necklace, and she's like, Daddy, that was my third favorite necklace! Yes! <laughs> uh, every interaction with them is my favorite thing. Him just being the very <laughs> done, dramatic father, and Odile just being a spoiled brat. Be like, Daddy! <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I have a ship from this movie that I'm mad about. Okay, let's go. Um, I'm really mad at this movie for making me ship children. <gasps> I know what you're talking about. The porcupine and the skunk. And the skunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it it's less so now as an adult than it was when I was a kid. Like, when yeah. I was a kid, I was looking at these, like, child characters, and I was being like, oh, they're going to fall in love and get married yeah. because they fight. And now I watch it, and I'm like, okay, yep, I still understand why I shipped them. Yep. Uh, but now I'm like, okay, they're kids. Yep, you know? exactly. Yep. They're just fighting because they're kids. I was going to say. But, uh... I'm mad at this movie for making me do that as a child. I know, because I was like, oh my god, their well, their chemistry is just all over the board. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. High key, have a little bit more chemistry than Daniel and Odette. May mm-hmm. I just say, like, it's spicy. And I'm very, when I watched it, I was like very confused at these children's talking, children talking like adults. And mm-hmm. flirting with each other like adults. And I was like, But I what? also kind of feel like the the beings of the forest are kind of ageless. Does that make sense? I was thinking so that too because I was like, oh, well, I guess if they're like supposed to be like sprites, then they're not really like kids. They're more just like mm-hmm. fairies who look really young. Right. But, still but like weird. I watch these films and I see a Kelly character. Yeah. And I'm fully knowledgeable of the fact that Kelly is supposed to be Barbie's youngest sister. Yep. Because I had so many Kelly dolls Yo, as same. a kid. And so, like, I watch these films and I'm like, I don't care if these are supposed to be, like, ageless wood wood sprites. They're children. Yeah, because, like, in most of the other Barbie films, they are, like, the little sisters mm-hmm. of the prince, may I say. That's the common mm-hmm. trope we see, is they're like, oh, well, it's just the prince's younger siblings i'm like okay cool Mm -hmm. but but then they talk about how like all of these characters have been stuck in the woods for years for decades i'm like this and i'm like consistent these kids are six yeah i'm like (laughs) they've been stuck in the woods for six years i guess you're telling me that that little porcupine kiddo is like fucking a hundred i don't believe it nope didn't believe it for a goddamn second come on guys I'll believe it if you tell me the troll is a hundred. Yeah, honestly, he's nasty, and I, I like to forget he exists. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Also, may I say, like the the Rothbart sister, who he fights, is the most useless fucking character. 
Yeah. She fucking sucks. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, Odette. I can't do jack shit to help you. I didn't understand why her character existed except to be an expositional character. Same. This is the only time I've been really ashamed of, like, the brunette character. Because she didn't do fucking anything. It's okay. Odette's sister was a brunette and she was a boss ass bitch. Oh, that's true. She's the only brunette character in this film that I recognize. Mm Mm-hmm. Also Odile. And Odile. She's my queen. (laughs) I love her so much. Like... The fact that I can't even tell you his sister's name. I don't remember no. her name. That's how little mm-hmm. she contributed to the story. Mm-hmm. Fucking Odette over here, it's a good thing, helped Lila out. And what did she fucking get? Turn into a swan with a useless fairy who's like, Oh no, man, my fucking magic doesn't work. I don't know, the fairy did make her a magic crown. Yeah, I guess that's like the only thing she did for her. You got any final thoughts on this one, Alyssa? Guys, this one's worth watching. I really liked mm-hmm. Swan Lake. I liked it a lot as a kid. I think that was my sister's favorite. I liked Rapunzel yep. a little bit more. But... Yeah, that was that was me and my sister, too. Yep. I, it's... I think it's funny that our younger, blonder sisters liked Swan Lake and we liked Rapunzel. I also find that interesting. <laughs> I was like, hmm, okay. And, but, like, the score is gorgeous. Um, the love characters actually like fucking talk to each other more than one time so that's nice Mm -hmm. and the woodland creatures are great watch it for the villains though yep 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. agreed all right Alyssa, it's millennial quiz taking time yes but today we're gonna do this with a little bit of a twist so i was looking for Barbie character quizzes Mm -hmm. online, and I couldn't find one that would be specifically for these three. So instead, what I did was I found quizzes for each of these three movies. I found one for Nutcracker, one for Rapunzel, and one for Swan Lake. Uh, And I figure that we can just uh, spin like a randomizer wheel, and whichever one it lands on is the quiz we're going to take today. Sounds like a plan to me. Awesome. Let me pull this up and we'll get it done. I already want us to land on Rapunzel or Swan Lake. Me too. I really hope it's not Nutcracker. Yeah, I'll fucking cry. Boo, it's the Nutcracker! No! 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 That's that's the one we got, Alyssa. That's the one we're taking. All right. Listeners, we'll see you on the other side. Ew. What? I don't even remember. What? Ew. I don't. What? (laughs) (laughs) Alyssa, do you want me to go first? Because mine is more mainstream. You sound very confused. Yeah, I don't fucking know who this character is. Okay, so I got Clara. You're pretty basic, but you're so pretty and fun to be around. You're graceful and help everyone because you're so kind, and you're probably really popular and have a lot of friends. Four exclamation points. I love this. You have the best sense of fashion, too, and at times you're a badass, but most of the time you're chill. You probably listen to the cook slash wombats and or shop at Brandy Melville. I know. I don't know what any of that means. Um, (laughs) But this is one of those quizzes where, like, you get like percentage results you know so i got clara and that was 81 percent. and then prince eric was 76 and the garden fairy was 70 those were oh. my top three very very nice okay all right so i'm what gonna were yours mine um i'm marzipan the horse 
Yes. So <laughs> amazing. This is wonderful. This is such a long paragraph, too. So let's just get into it. Um, okay. I'm trying to digest all this. It's a lot of words. Um, sometimes people overlook... Oh, okay. This is grammatically going to bug me. Sorry, guys. Sometimes people overlook you because you're quiet, shy. Sorry, they spelled quiet. Oh, my God. Sorry. They the spell en- it quite, didn't they? Yeah, the English major me right now is just, like, kind of <laughs> twitching. Um, <laughs> sometimes people overlook you because you're quiet, shy, and don't open up to a lot of people. Two exclamation points. Although, often you're in the background, it doesn't change the fact that you are so supportive and always help out your friends when they need it most. You prefer to spend time on your own rather than being in a group setting, but your close friends love spending time with you because you're so nice! Two exclamation points! You're probably a dancer, musician, artist, or something else creative, or if not, consider starting a creative hobby because that would really suit your sweet personality. Oh, thanks, babes. This quiz was a disaster, and I'm so mad that this was the one we got to take. I am too. Also... I wanted, I want to copy and paste this quiz description into a Google document, and I want to change the grammar and the spelling, because it's literally driving me insane to look at this. But my second one was Garden Fairy, and then Major Mint. <laughs> so good. we had potential for this to be really good, and then I got fucking Marzipan the Horse. Marzipan the Horse was also on mine, but she is. Number four. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I think Clara was my number four, so damn. Yeah. All in all, guys, I'm disappointed we didn't get the Swan Lake or Rapunzel quiz. Same. Because... We will be taking those off camera. Yeah, because I'm uh-huh. fucking sad now, because this quiz was a holy trash nightmare. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if I forget to link this one in the podcast episode... No one's going to be sad. No one will be sad. <laughs> Don't take it. This girl tried her best, and I respect the grind and the quarantine boredom, but I wish she had typed her descriptions into Microsoft Word before she posted them into the quiz. (laughs) The Virgo moon in me is literally just, like, dying. I can't get over this. Alyssa. Where can yes. they find our podcast? Hi, guys. So you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then SoundCloud. Um, if you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcast, po- oh my god. If you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a five-star rating and then subscribe to us on both that and Spotify because we want people to find us. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> I needed to break my grammar rant <laughs> apart from my <sighs> spiel. If y'all want to connect with us, you can uh, find us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at T-Squee. Send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, or if you have longer thoughts, you can shoot us an email at t and squee at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Calm. Yes, guys, uh, I want fan fiction with Marzipan the horse and mm-hmm. any other character in the Barbie mm-hmm. Nutcracker. Maybe the Mouse King, that'd be interesting. Yeah, if you have uh, in-depth 
analysis about the uh, physics of the Mouse King's size, yes. please send those to our email. Uh, if you would like to put in a defense for uh, King Stefan, or not yeah. King Stefan, Prince Stefan and his awful haircut, send yep. that to the email. Um, if you have Mother Gothel slash Rapunzel's dad fanfic, send Ooh, that to the email. That. Yeah, uh, or if you have an essay on why Rothbart's sister is actually the hero of the story, and Alyssa and I are just really, really bitter bitches, <laughs> send that to the email as well. We'd love to see it. I will not agree with you at all, but yeah, let's do it. Or if you want to send another essay saying the Nutcracker is the best early Barbie movie, I will read it mm-hmm. and then strongly disagree with you. We don't have to agree with their arguments, Alyssa. We just have to grade them on whether or not they argued it well. I suppose. I don't know if you're going to have good textual evidence as to why the Barbie Nutcracker is the objectively the best early Barbie movie, but I guess I love to see you try. <laughs> Sounds like a hard one to prove, but you go for it, guys. Send the Mother Gothel fanfics. I want to read that. all right friends thanks so much for joining us today on this unusual episode of tea and squee uh we're so glad to have you in our chaos kingdom yes and we will see you next time yes 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 okay bye bye